It's interesting that sometimes we recognize how much we need the Lord and sometimes we don't recognize how much we need the Lord. That depending on what's going on in our lives, we find ourselves going, Lord, I really need you today. And that's what we're looking at today in the book of Romans. And there are some of you who are coming in today going, I, I just am spent. I've got nothing left. And there are some of you who are coming in today and you are all smiles because this has been a great week. And I want you to know that either way, I expect that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and help you this morning. But I expect that for those of you that are struggling, this will be particularly helpful. So if you would turn with me to Romans chapter 8, we're going to start in verse 26. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now, He starts off by saying, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. And we are going to be getting there, but I want to stop before we do that and say, okay, who who is this Spirit and where did He come from? Right? Because if we're just jumping in, uh, suddenly we have this likewise, something has already happened apparently, and the Spirit is just assumed. And so I want to uh, back up. And into uh, verse 9, and if you're looking at your Bibles, you can, can do that. Otherwise, you can just listen. In verse 9, it says, um, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in, spe- in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So just just a few verses back, uh, we had this this um, explanation that those who believe that Jesus died and rose again for their sins, the Holy Spirit is within them. Right? And that's what we celebrated last week at Easter was the death and resurrection of Jesus. That, that um, though we are sinful and separated from God and have nothing to do with God, Jesus came and died for our sins. And when we believe that, then we receive the Holy Spirit and are, are united with God. And so uh, we, I wanted to start there and say this, this is how that works. When you believe in Jesus, then you have the Holy Spirit within you. If you don't believe in Jesus, you don't have that helper, the Holy Spirit, within you yet. And so in, it, he continues on in verse 14, Romans 8, verse 14. It says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. 
provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And so we, we have, have this that those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. You, you are a child of God if you have the Holy Spirit within you and you have the Holy Spirit within you if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died and rose again from the dead. That's the sequence of events. But what that means for you, and we talked about this several weeks ago, is that you have the Holy Spirit within you who is advocating to you and is reminding you, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. God in heaven is your spiritual father and he will not leave you because he loves you. And you have the Holy Spirit who is doing that. Likewise now, right? Now now we get to the likewise. Verse 26 of Romans chapter 8. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Not only does the Holy Spirit remind us on a regular basis that we are children of God, but the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Now, at the end of uh, verse 17, it said, um, we are children, and then if we're children, then we're heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him. And if you were here uh, several weeks ago when we talked about that, I, I said, I, I prefer the word since, since we suffer with Him. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about that suffering, how creation itself is suffering, groaning under the suffering, waiting for the restoration when when Christ will come again and restore all things to its glorified state. And we are are groaning. We are waiting and suffering. The expectation is that there will be some of that. Hopefully it is not perpetual, always overbearing on you all the time, but we expect that there will be suffering. And in that suffering, we are told that the Holy Spirit is with us. And so, likewise, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. The weakness in this context is that suffering. And there have been times when I have felt very, very weak. It's usually because of some sort of uh, emotional, relational thing. Sometimes for for some people it is a a physical thing. The the physical pain or the the physical suffering has been overbearing and you just find yourself at a point of weakness that, that you don't know what you can do next. You don't know how to carry on next. For me, I have been in a a place a couple of times, not many, but a a few times where I just found myself wrestling and going, God, I don't know how to continue on in this. I don't know how to continue on in this. I just feel like I have poured myself out in trying to help this person, relate to this person, wrestle with this person, encourage this person, and I am at the end of my rope and I don't know what else to do. And I find myself in a place of weakness. And likewise, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. We do, know, we do not know what to pray for as we ought. And so the Holy Spirit helps us because there are, are those times when we find that we, we don't know what to pray for. 
Have you found yourself in, in that place? Where you go, I, I don't know how to pray about this. The elders have the privilege of praying for you on a weekly basis. Every time you fill out one of those connection cards and drop it in the offering plate or put it on the table on your way out, that goes to the elders and we pray for you every week. It is our privilege to pray for you. And there have been times that we have been getting uh, the same requests over and over again. And we find ourselves praying for that same thing over and over again every week. And I know, because you're writing it on there, that you're praying for that same thing every day. And we get fatigued praying for that thing. Not that we don't want to pray. We love to pray for you. But we know if we are getting fatigued praying for the thing that you are putting on that card week after week and you are praying for day after day that you also must be getting fatigued and you don't, at some point you start going, God, I don't even know how to pray for this anymore. I have been bringing this to you and bringing this to you and bringing this to you and I don't even know how to pray anymore. I don't know how I ought to pray. What do you do when you're in that kind of a situation? Where you're just fatigued. Maybe you're emotionally fatigued or physically fatigued or, or, or maybe you're spiritually fatigued and you're just going, God, I, I've been bringing this to you and I don't know how to pray anymore. Occasionally it even happens that, that the, the, the scope of it is so overwhelming that the very first time it comes up, you come to the Lord with your hands open and go, God, I got nothing. I've got nothing. I don't, I don't even know how to pray. What do you do in that situation? One of the things that you can do is start where we started this service. In Matthew chapter 6, in verse 9, when the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, how should we pray? Jesus told them this. Our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is a great place to start. When, when you come to the, to the Lord and you want to pray and you don't know how to pray, this has the whole thing. All packaged up for you. And you can just pray right through this. You can take whatever circumstance that, that you have and just bring it to the Lord and say, God, this, I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with this person. I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. I'm angry. I've got all of this going on. And Lord, I'm just going to bring it to you and ask that in this situation, my Father in heaven, that your name would be glorified. That you would be holy. Hallowed be your name. I pray that in this situation, your kingdom would come. There is obviously brokenness here that that may even remain broken until your kingdom comes at the end of time. And so I ask, Lord, would your kingdom come sooner rather than later? Lord, what would your will be done in this? Lord, you know what you want as the outcome from this situation. And so, Father, would you provide your outcome here? 
Give us this day our daily bread. I don't know if I can continue, and so I'm just asking, can you give me enough for today? And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lord, if there is sin in me in this situation, I ask, would you forgive me of this sin so that this situation may be resolved? And if I need to forgive this other person in this situation, I ask that you would help me to do that. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's a great place to start. It's a great place to start to just walk through the Lord's Prayer and say, God, I don't even know how to pray, and so I'm just going to say these words. These are the words of Jesus when He said, this is how you should pray, and I'm just repeating them back, and I'm saying, this is, these are your words, I'm repeating them back to you because this is all I've got right now. And there are other times that we just come and we, we go, God, I, I got nothing at all. I'm so tired. I'm so weary. You feel so distant right now. I know that the Holy Spirit is within me and the Holy Spirit is reminding me that I am your child and you are my Heavenly Father and I just even, I can't even, I I can't even call to you right now. Father, would you help me? We, we know that the Holy Spirit, one of the things that He does is He reminds us day after day, you are a child of God. He helps us to cry, Abba, Father. And there are times when you just feel like, I can't. I can't cry, Abba, Father, right now. God just feels so distant right now. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do, know, we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. But the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that are too deep for words. Have you ever tried to communicate with somebody and tried to explain something to somebody and um, they just don't get it, they don't hear it, they don't understand, and you're going, I, I just wish I had somebody to help me explain to you what I'm trying to say. And they're looking at you like, I, it's not that I don't want to understand, it's not that I don't want to hear it, it's just that I I don't get what you're saying. And you just think, I wish that there was somebody here that could help me express what it is I'm trying to say. And and sometimes it's the other person's fault, right? Sometimes the other person, I am speaking very clearly. I'm a good communicator. I have all the words And I use them and I communicate them and I'm telling you in this way and in that way and in this way and they don't get it. And there are other times when I'm trying to explain a concept I don't fully understand and they've asked me the question and I'm the pastor and I'm supposed to know the answer. And so I'm trying to explain it and I I, I can't, I don't have a firm enough grasp on it to explain it. And so I'm trying to convey a cloudy impression to them. 
You may have been this person at one point. You came to me and you asked a question, and instead of giving you a clear, direct answer, I kind of gave you this cloudy impression and hoped that helped. God bless you. Go on your way. Ask someone else. Sometimes that's the case, that we that it's sort of there, but it's foggy, and I just don't even know how quite to get it to you. This transfer of information that's in my head that I'm trying to... I, I can't quite do that. And I think that's what's happening here, is that that we're trying to convey to God something that it's, it's in here. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm sort of knowing it, but I don't know how to express. I don't, I don't know how to get the words out in a clear way to convey to God what it is that I'm trying to say. And it, so it comes out like, nothing. Empty. I, I'm searching for the right words and I, my bag of words is empty. I've got nothing to give. And at that point, the Holy Spirit steps in and intercedes on our behalf with groanings that are too deep for words. Those things that are beyond our language, beyond our ability to express, to articulate, to say, this is what I'm thinking, when we can't even do that, the Holy Spirit expresses to God, communicates to God the Father the inexpressible. What a great thing to have. That when you find your place in that place of desperation that you don't even know how to communicate to God, you know that the Holy Spirit who is reminding you that you are a child of God is at the same time interceding on your behalf and communicating the things that are so deep within you that they are beyond words. Those groanings that that you just can't even get out. I want to to point out that what he's doing is he's interceding for us. He's interceding for us. He's interceding for us. The Holy Spirit is interceding for us with things that are beyond words. This is not that that somehow we might uh, suddenly speak something that we don't understand in a way that God understands it. But rather, when we are unable to speak, that the Holy Spirit is communicating for us. The Holy Spirit is not, is not using our tongues to say something that we don't comprehend or is beyond our comprehension. The Holy Spirit is, is communicating to God the Father in unutterable words. Things that that language can't express the deepest desires of our heart as we're coming to the Lord in prayer. As I was thinking about this and was thinking about the the times that I have found myself in a place of of weariness that that I just really needed someone to advocate for me and intercede on my behalf, it reminded me of uh, in the book of Exodus with Moses. In the book of Exodus, um, Moses and the uh, Israelites were, were coming and they were uh, um, getting into a battle with the Amalekites. And, and they were into the struggle and they, they prepared 
ahead of time. And um, it, it says this in Exodus chapter 18, verse 8. Then uh, Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. And so Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek while Moses, Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary. So they took a stone and they put it under him and he sat on it while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun and Joshua overwhelmed Amalek with his people with the sword. Moses was standing there and he was blessing God's people and and he was standing there with the staff of God in his hands and his hands outraised. And and while he held his hands up high, they were winning. And as his hands got tired and they began to come down, they were losing. And so what happened is Aaron took one side and held that one up and Hur took the other side and held that one up so that Moses wouldn't have to hold up his own hands. And then they won. And I feel like this is what happens when we come to the Lord in prayer and we are raising our hands to God and we're going, God, I've got nothing. I am so tired. I don't know even what to say. And the Holy Spirit comes and holds up our hands in prayer. The Holy Spirit interceding on our behalf. He comes and he he ministers to us by interceding on our behalf. And then in verse 27, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit. Because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. How beautiful is this? God, who knows the hearts of all people, knows the mind of the Spirit. And as the Spirit is communicating the unutterable to God the Father, He is hearing it and He knows the Spirit. He knows the mind of the Spirit. And the Spirit knows the mind of the Father and is communicating according to the will of God. Do you ever find yourself praying and going, God, I don't, I don't know what you want. I want what you want from this situation, but I don't know what you want. There are times that I come to the Lord in prayer on your behalf or on my own behalf and go, God, the suffering, I'm done with that. Could you just take that away, please? No more suffering. Bring glory in this situation right now. We're done with the the brokenness. No more brokenness, just glory, please, right here, right now. No more. And then there are other times when I'm feeling more pious, more holy, that I go, God, I know that I'm suffering, but if it be your will and you are wanting to teach me patience or something according to your, make me more like Christ through this suffering that I might demonstrate to people how to, uh, to suffer in a holy way, And be a blessing to others and that you would be a blessing to me even in the midst of my weakness. And then the next day I find that I'm not quite as pious as I was that day and I pray the other way again. God, take it away. I'm done with being in the likeness of your son and just no more, please. 
But there are times that, that I feel like God is doing something that I don't fully understand. Because I've been praying and praying and praying and finally I go, time out. I've been praying about this for a long time, God, and you haven't changed this. What is it that you're wanting to do here? What should I be praying for instead? Do I need to be praying for a change in me? Do I need to be praying for a change in them? Do I need to be praying that sin would be revealed so that it can be dealt with? What, what is it that needs to be prayed for here, God? Because I don't know. And when I come to that point that I don't know what's going on, the Holy Spirit who searches hearts and knows what's going on in me, uh, the, Holy, the Father knows the mind of the Spirit, and the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And so the Spirit, knowing us, knowing our needs, knowing our hearts, and also fully knowing the will of the Father, intercedes on our behalf perfectly. That's great. I definitely need that. Because my ability to intercede on my own behalf according to the Father's will perfectly is just not there. Too often, I, I want my three wishes. Okay, God, three wishes. No more pain. No more tiredness. I'm going to hang on to the last one. Just in case. But I find myself, my, myself praying that somehow my life would be easier, my life would be better, my life would be more joyful or more glorious or more something, so that if I'm really crass, I might be more content in my physical world apart from God. That's what I find myself praying for. It's not the will of God. The will of God is that I would delight in Him. That I would be satisfied in Him. But the Holy Spirit knows both ends, both what God wants and what I want, and intercedes on my behalf perfectly. Sometimes uh, my wife does this for my kids. When I'm trying to... And she goes, I know what you want, and I know what they want, and let me just help you through this situation. Oh, I'm so glad God gave me a helper. I'm so glad that God gave me this wife that can help me so that I don't mess up my kids. In the same way, we have the Holy Spirit who is a helper to us so that we, He intercedes on our behalf perfectly, knowing the mind of God and knowing our hearts and minds and interceding perfectly on our behalf. In fact, the, the, the best example of this that I could think of was Jesus Himself when in the garden. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, he went a little further on and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Sometimes I think we, we come to, to that place where we go, God, I would love for this to be gone, but I'm going to hold it like this. Holy Spirit, would you intercede and pray for what I really want?
because I don't even know what I really want. I think I want this, but what I really want is for God to be glorified, even in this. And so, Holy Spirit, would you intercede for what I really want? Which brings me to a place then as I read this and I go, wow, this is really awesome. Not only does the Holy Spirit help us by reminding us uh, over and over again that we are the children of God, that we are His people and how much He loves us, but when we are weak and we've got nothing left, the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. Shouldn't I just have the Holy Spirit intercede on my behalf all the time and not bother praying at all? He does a much better job than I do. Maybe I should just go, you know what, God? You already know all things, and so Holy Spirit, you take care of the praying part. That's not, that's not what this is saying. We are children of God. God, God the Father wants for us to come to Him. He wants for us to cry out to Him and go, Abba, Father, Daddy. He wants for us to tell Him all of the things that are on our mind and all of the things that are in our hearts, but what the Holy Spirit does is He helps us. He helps us to do that. So that more and more the way that we do it comes in line with who God is and what God wants. I want to encourage you today that when you are at that point in your deepest struggles, the deepest challenges, whatever that may be for you, in in that deepest place, I want to encourage you to go with boldness again to God in prayer. I I would love for you to write it on a connection card and the elders, uh, we would be... We'd love to pray for you about that this week and join with you in prayer. But I want you to have full confidence that when you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit interceding on your behalf to God the Father perfectly in line with what you need and with what the will of God is. I want you to have full confidence in that this week so that you can go boldly Again, I know that some of you are tired and you're tired of bringing the same things over and over again. I know that some of you have been praying for for kids who have gone away from the Lord or who are making poor decisions and you have been praying for them that God would do something. I don't don't give up in prayer. I know that some of you are, are struggling physically. And sometimes it just seems overwhelming and like you don't know what to do next. And I'm just, I'm just wanting to encourage you and say, don't give up in prayer. Some of you have been uh, struggling emotionally or relationally with people. Don't give up in prayer. Don't give up in prayer. Because you are a child of God and the Holy Spirit is interceding with you and for you.
so that in the midst of suffering we are looking forward more and more to that future day when the glory of God will come. But in the midst, in the meantime, the Holy Spirit is reminding us that we are children of God and likewise He is interceding for us to the Father. And so now let's let's go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to just, whatever it is that's on your mind right now, I'm going to give you just a minute quietly that you can bring it to the Lord and say, God, would you take this? Oh Lord, we come and we confess that where our pain and weakness is, we need you desperately. In our minds, we know we need you all the time, but in our pain and weakness, we feel it most acutely. And so we pray, would you meet us here in this place today? Father, would you fill us with your spirit that in our weakness, your glory might be revealed. We ask that you would be sufficient for us. That our joy and our delight would be in you apart from whatever we're struggling with right now. And Father, we ask that even when it's really difficult, you would help us to pray that hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that you would give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And that you would not lead us into temptation, but that you would deliver us from evil. And Lord, we ask for this in the name of Jesus. That by your spirit, we might rejoice in the salvation we have in him. Amen.